Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Hope for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now, you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello and welcome to Biz Help for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, why we undervalue ourselves and how to think about pricing informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple podcast platforms. If you would like to receive notifications when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guest today. Danny Paleva holds a BSc in Business Management and Economics and an MSc in Project Management from the University College London, UCL. She started her career as a brand manager client side before moving to found the agency Local Fame. Ever since, she has worked in branding and digital marketing in various marketing verticals and clients around the globe. She's been running local fame for six years and specializes in digital marketing for the franchise sector. Through the years, local fame has been recognized and nominated for a number of prestigious awards, such as the European Best Agency Awards, Franchise Marketing Awards, and many more. Some of the big names Danny has worked with include Mailboxes, etc., Fantastic Services, Christie's Care Franchise, and many more. So thank you for joining me today, Danny. Thank you for having me, Candy. My first question before we get into the meat of the topic is always just tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you got into your industry. So I would love to hear how you actually became involved with franchising. So I've always been interested about business and passionate about marketing. So I started at very early, at a very early stage while doing my master's. Um, I actually owned the franchise back in the day myself and uh, I also worked for a big franchise brand in the marketing department Um, so I've learned a little bit of both ends of franchising I've seen 
all the angles, um, uh, the ins and outs, and I've also experienced uh, the, most of the challenges a franchisee and a franchisor ex experience. So that inspired me to later on uh, move away, and um, this is how I had the idea for Local Fame, a franchise marketing agency. I just founded it in 2014. Wow, it's been such a long time now. <laughs> and we've worked with global franchise brands ever since. Um, I believe franchising is a great opportunity to uh, provide people who aspire to be entrepreneurs but are not exactly sure how to start or where mm -hmm. to start from, uh, the structure and support that they need. Right. Um, so it's a great opportunity for everyone that's always dreamed to quit their day-to-day -day job and start something on their own, but they're not that risk-averse. So mm -hmm. franchising gives you that support and system in place so that you feel a little bit more reassured to start your own thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've had a few clients that are franchises. One of my biggest clients actually is a, a franchise as well. He has five locations, but I think it's even been good. I had one of my clients who had been laid off of a job and was looking for opportunities and actually looked at franchises because he knew that they give you the whole kind of setup of what to do and how to follow their process. So for someone who doesn't want to completely start from scratch and figure it all out, franchises are a great way to go, correct? They are. Indeed. So I would love for you to talk about then how do franchises actually market their business and how might it be different than just a regular, you know, sole proprietor who starts their business and isn't associated with like a well-known name? So there's a few marketing techniques in franchising that are adopted uh, over the years, but uh, more generally, we're talking about a huge business, ideally with many locations. So it's all about brand consistency and making sure that your franchisees who are ultimately the ambassador of your brand are actually uh, representing your brand in a, in, in, a, in a correct way. And they are staying consistent to the overall digital marketing strategy. So I would say the first and foremost is um, consistency throughout the brands, uh, communication. The franchisor should be really um, good at communicating the values of the brand and the marketing efforts in each franchisee should be um, ultimately an extended marketing arm for the brand. Um, so, yeah, communication and consistency is in the root of franchise marketing. The plan and the strategy should come from the head office. However, it should be fed back um, to the franchisees and it should be implemented locally. Um, as you probably know, franchises uh, usually work on, on royalties. And, mm -hmm. um, and a franchisor would also collect some marketing royalties or a marketing fee from the franchisee, which is either a set fee per year or a percentage of their revenue, uh, depending on the contract that they've signed with the franchisor. That marketing fund or budget is collected and then is used for um, all sorts of marketing initiatives throughout the year or on a quarterly basis, depending on the agreement again. Um, so how local fame works and, uh, and uh, with franchisors is we utilize that franchise marketing budget on a head office level or franchisor level. And we run national campaigns to support their initiatives. Uh, we also help franchisors to generate more leads to sell the franchise, which is another great revenue stream. And that's how franchises basically make money. They grow and sell new territories. Mm -hmm. uh, at the same time, 
franchisees also need local marketing support. Um, so we also work directly on a different tiered approach with the franchisees and we do local marketing for them, supporting them um, so that they can generate more clients. Um, my, our, our mantra, so to speak, is that if the franchisees are successful, so is the franchise. So mm -hmm. uh, also um, support on all levels is needed in terms of marketing. Right. So obviously there's a financial or, or, or a marketing plan actually that is what the franchisor has in place for franchisees to follow, but can franchisees then actually still do things on their own through their own social media, whether it's like Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn, whatever they want to use, can they still be doing some of that marketing themselves or are they dependent pretty much on the franchisor? So that very much depends on the contractual terms between the franchisee and the franchisor and, and also how, fran how the franchisor, um, how active they are and how mm -hmm. supportive they are. Uh, with some of the franchise brands that we work with, uh, we help them prepare a marketing action plan, uh, which highlights um, the activities a franchisee should be doing in the very least for a quarter. And uh, that includes social media posts, flyers that they need to print out, email newsletters that they need to send out to their clients. But that is the actual basics, the basics that they need to cover. Um, and they are allowed to build up on that usually. And if they want some of them, if, if they're more active and they want to run their own local promotions and local marketing, they are encouraged to do so. Um, other franchisors are a bit more strict about it and they'd rather have full control on all channels, including social media. Mm, the general example would be a 50-50 sort of thing. The franchisor gives you the minimum um, plan to adhere to and then you're also encouraged to do your own thing locally. Uh, but of course, you need to still abide the uh, brand guidelines and um, yeah, all of the rules uh, of the brand basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah, once again, going back to they want to make sure it looks consistent across, you know, all of the platforms for all of the people that have it. So someone can't really take license like, oh, I don't like the color of this logo, so I'm going to change it, right? No, exactly. And then uh, it, it's in the values of franchising that um, a franchise provides the uh, high level of service throughout their network. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what, what franchisee actually delivers the service or you, you buy from. It's always high quality and high standards. So that ties in with uh, consistency throughout the brand, not only in marketing, but in service delivery, training, values and so forth. Mm -hmm. So if someone is looking for an opportunity right now to go into business, why is a franchising kind of a good option for them post pandemic? So COVID came and changed the way we, we work, the way we live, the way we do business. Uh, it's been a game changer. And what we've seen so far is uh, that unfortunately, and the example that you mentioned yourself, unfortunately, a lot of people have been laid off and they've lost their jobs. Uh, for some, it was a very dramatic experience, but other, others have seen it as an opportunity, an opportunity to actually think about that plan or that dream of theirs to work for themselves that they've only, they've always had, but they never actually got the courage to quit their job and start something from scratch for themselves. So a lot of people have, have dreams about entrepreneurship. They just, mm -hmm. they, they just need the security of the paycheck 
But once you've been let go, you don't have a choice. So someone's actually giving you a push to do that. So we've, we've seen that shift. A lot of people have now, they don't have the choice um, and have some savings, have an idea of what they want to do, or they don't have an idea of what they want to do, but they know they want to work for themselves without having a boss. So franchising provides that great opportunity. Um, Depending on the industry, again, there are franchises that are very low entry level, which means that you can only have a savings of five, ten thousand dollars and you can still buy a franchise and buy the license and the training package and the idea and you can get that support. For me personally, it's it's a great opportunity if you haven't had your own business before, if you don't know where mm-hmm. to start. Um, if you're feeling a little bit uncertain and you need that support, it's mostly in your head because if you're entrepreneurial, you will know how to do it. But some people, they just need this gentle nudge to start off. Right. And franchising is great. Just it, just speaking to the um, network that you're put into, like peers and other successful people and they them sharing their experiences sharing the do's and don'ts uh, that is very empowering in in its own way and mm-hmm. also having you know a franchise manual all the supporting documents and uh, a proven track record of success that is a great start right and I think too, just having that guideline where again, you've got this whole binder of, you know, things to do, how to follow certain processes. And usually they have, you know, training that is provided so that they can follow the process and understand the process. And I know in some of the cases for franchises that I've worked with, they even have the vendors that you should be working with and they've already got the relationships built. So you don't have to go out and actually try to build all those relationships from scratch, which is really helpful as well. Yeah, that is exactly right. So usually they have negotiated deals for them at much lower prices rather than if you are a sole business trader or a limited company and you approach that vendor, you would have very different pricing models and price lists. So Mm -hmm. um, just being part of a bigger franchising network is empowering in its own way. Yes, for sure. So if someone is thinking about going into business and wants to consider, you know, getting into a franchise, they're not sure necessarily even which one or a specific industry, but what are some of the questions that they should consider when they're looking and investing into a franchise? Of course, that would be more on your side of uh, things. Uh, It's all about the numbers. Uh, So first, if they don't have any idea what industry they'd like to Um, to buy a franchise in it would be great if they can use one of the franchise portals or directories where all the available opportunities are listed so that they can just have an idea of whether they'd like to go into hospitality or another sector but it's all about the numbers as I said Um, first you can select the franchise by investment type um, meaning how much money you'd like to spend to buy and that in its own way can be very limiting because you can buy a franchise from as, as little as two or three or five thousand um, and others where you need to put two hundred and fifty thousand or five hundred thousand dollars when we're talking um, Subway or McDonald's or mm. you know big, big franchise brands uh, so that it depends on, on that but also the questions that they should be asking themselves and the potential franchisor would be um, how quickly am I going to break even? So that would be one of the very first questions. So depending on the investments, you know, usually um, the, the, the lower the investment, the faster you will break even. Um, as a general rule, if it's not, 
if it's not a huge investment type, you, you can say you can expect a breaking even uh, between the second and the fifth year of franchising, but that's a very big generalization. Mm -hmm. It depends on the, the franchise. Uh, they would also need to know the running costs of a franchise. It's not just the initial investment and the money that you need to put in, but also how much you need to actually run it until you break even, until you start generating um, some, some profits. Um, another thing is to be very careful about uh, the royalty fees and how the mm -hmm. royalties are structured. So that's a very big question. There are franchisors that actually charge a percentage of the revenue. There are franchisors that charge a flat rate, um, which it has pros and cons, both options, depending on the type of business and the expected revenue. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's amazing if you can negotiate a small percentage um, of royalties when you're starting, but when you're actually building traction and you're getting very successful, that percentage is going to grow. Um, equally, when you're starting and you have a flat fee, it's not great because even if you're not making money or if you're not great at sales, you still need to pay that flat fee of royalties. Right. Um, but later on, it might be um, better for you. There are mixed models as well in royalties where you've got a percentage, but up to once you reach to a, a certain threshold and you're very successful with your franchise, it becomes a lower percentage or a flat fee. So you, generally these models work best for a franchisor and franchisee. But um, there's, there's a lot more questions about training and support, ongoing support, um, and, and, and just asking to speak to an existing franchisee might be a really great idea someone mm -hmm. that is successful in that franchise that is uh, an ambassador of the brands and they can just give you their candid opinion about um you know how successful and how happy they are about making that decision right yeah i think that's a really great idea too and maybe they can even go kind of a day in the shoes of the business owner and kind of see all the things that happen just to see is that something i really want to be involved in or not especially if they're not sure what industry or something they should be looking at they're just looking at opportunities right now i think that would be really good eye opening so they know going in exactly the types of things they might be facing yeah, absolutely. And most of the franchisors do these uh, so-called open days where you actually visit the store location or the restaurant location or whatever the business location is, or you can uh, go on the road with the teams and you can actually yeah, feel exactly what it is to run such a type of business, especially when you don't have experience in that sector. Mm -hmm. So from the other side of the perspective where someone has a business and they're thinking, you know, I want to franchise this and, and expand, how would someone know if their business actually is suitable to become a franchise? So how do you know if your, your business is franchisable is a, is a big question because I think everyone at some point in their uh, entrepreneurial journey are thinking about stepping back and maybe just uh, selling the license or franchising it out and uh, just um, steering from the back seat, so to speak. Um, I think the, there's one main question that you can ask yourself if you're a successful business entrepreneur and you're thinking about franchising out and that question would be um, 
if I removed myself from the business, would the business be still successful, as successful? It's the very, is the rule of the thumb for franchising because a lot of people, they invest their heart and life and, and, and blood, sweat and tears in the business. And ultimately their businesses are successful, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they can be successful when you mm-hmm. take them out of the equation. Right, that's so true because I mean, that's a lot of times what we think is we are part of the business. We're the face of the business. We have to be there all the time to be seen and known. But like you said, if <laughs> if the business is you, that's a little bit difficult to franchise, right? Absolutely. <laughs> so if someone wanted to become a franchise, is there a way that they would have someone help them like create the systems and everything that would need to be put into place to actually create that franchise? Or how would they go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of uh, consultants uh, that are franchise consultants that are out there that help them through the process from the very first step of selecting a franchise they need to invest Mm -hmm. uh, throughout uh, creating their brand manual, uh, guidebooks, franchise marketing plan whatsoever, all the legal documents. And that can be a very hectic process. So we definitely recommend having a franchise consultant or a company um, to help you with that. And uh, that can take from six months up to a few years. It's not something that you want to underestimate and think it's fairly easy to do because this is ultimately the foundation of your business. And if you don't have a solid foundation, um, then what are you going to build upon? So, yeah, it's very important to have a specialist, especially a legal advisor, someone that is familiar with legal in um legal practices in the country where you're going to um found the franchise so yeah franchise consultants and legal franchise companies are there to help that but i would say usually what i've seen with working with franchisors they've done the heavy lifting creating all the documents and all the manuals and everything and they think that this is a very common misconception they think that people are going to start lining up in front of their door to buy the franchise after they've done all that terrible well all that heavy lifting not that terrible mm-hmm. it's, it's hectic it's hectic to right. write those books and those can be 500 pages a thousand pages documents mm-hmm. Uh, where you have to write down every single process of the business. Right. Um, but then people don't show up on your door knocking and asking to buy your franchise. So um, definitely step two would be think about your um, new business development strategy. Think about marketing your franchise so that you get that first pilot franchisee. Because so often I meet franchisors frustrated why nobody spot their franchise yet. Uh, we've done it all. I think we've done the hard work. Why is nobody buying into my business? Um, well, because nobody knows you, first of all. Right. So marketing should be should go hand in hand with the, the setup process, I would say. Right. And that just leads into how important it is to actually have a budget for the marketing and know that you're going to have to invest and spend. Absolutely. It's not just the initial investment. Again, you've got running costs, you've got a, you need to have a marketing budget um, so that you at least can last you for the first year, a couple of years, even uh, in, in the most negative forecasts, if you don't break even when you're expected to break even because things mm-hmm. change, right? I mean, right. it was a great example of you know, mm-hmm. something coming and changing completely the way um, we do business. So you need to have a contingency in plan and very often contingency means marketing budget. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I know our topic is the five fat 
five F's of franchising. So I want to make sure that we start talking about that and get into those definitions. So can you describe first what the five F's are, and then we can go into detail for each one. Sure, my pleasure. So the five F's of franchising is a methodology uh, that we've used through the years with working with franchisors to diagnose their business and give them a solution to um, the biggest pain, pain points that we've identified uh, that they come across. So the five F's of franchising are franchise network, focus team, fantastic reputation, fill the funnel and find that fit. And they all mean something. We've come up with the five F's analogy just because it, it's easy to remember. And um, it's not, they've now become a mantra, the mantra of our franchisors because if there's something wrong, there's something wrong with one of the F's. And then mm. you can identify it easily and you can work on it. Right. So let's go into each one in detail and explain specifically what it all means. Sure. So um, I'll start with fantastic reputation. Uh, it sounds pretty self-explanatory and it's very important for any type of business, not just franchises, but it's also very important for franchises even more so. Um, mm -hmm. Your reputation precedes you. Mm -hmm. uh, you, can't, you, you can't expect people and businesses to, to buy from you if you have a poor reputation online or offline. Um, in, in this particular um, example with franchising, your franchisees are your brand ambassadors as well. Mm -hmm. And you need to make sure that you have uh, stable processes where you manage your reputation and their reputation online. Uh, because one negative review is proven that could cost you up to 20 potential clients, people wow. that have discovered your business online, you've spent the money on marketing to attract them, to acquire that potential lead. And then they see that negative review of one client. Maybe it was a client that was unreasonable, but they just decided mm -hmm. to complain uh, for, for no reason. And then that can put off potentially 20 clients that were going to use you. So imagine the, the negative effect of right. one review. Um, so this is why we always say that we, every franchise, franchisor and franchisee should aim for having a fantastic reputation for the brand. And that is achieved through managing the reputation, uh, making sure that you follow your reviews online, you encourage your happy clients to leave positive reviews. Mm -hmm. If you do get a negative review, it does happen, but you need to be on it. You need to respond to it, try to take it offline, try to provide a solution to the client, uh, no matter how reasonable and unreasonable they are, uh, because that will have a butterfly effect for the next clients. Right, that's so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so a fantastic reputation being one of them. Then uh, the second one is franchise network. Um, I mentioned it earlier, your, um, your success as a franchisor is based on your franchisee success. That is how franchisors make money out of royalties. And if their franchisees are successful and their revenue grows, the franchise, the franchise royalties grow. Um, and a franchise is only successful when their franchisees are successful. And um, there's this quote that really resonates with me when I talk about franchisee success. Um, it goes, um, you're only as strong as your weakest link. Mm -hmm. If you see franchise, the franchising network as a, as a link, um, um, the, the weakest link or your um, most, the weakest franchisee or the one that is your underperformer, that is... Uh, what, how successful your franchise brand is in general. Mm. 
So here we talk a little bit about, um, and, and we help franchisors set up processes in place where you've got KPIs um, mm-hmm. and reports to identify how each franchisee is performing, either on a monthly or quarterly basis, and you then compare them to the previous quarter, to other franchisees in a similar area, um, so that you can identify an underperformer. And once you identify someone that is struggling for one reason or another, it could be that they're having some personal issues or they're struggling with the business or they need extra sales training or training of the staff. Regardless, the role of the franchisor is there to support them throughout that. Um, and, and I think this is the, um, this is the most important part of um, the franchising network point. Um, the franchisor role is there as an ongoing, continuous support. It's not only to sell the franchise and check okay. to the franchisee, but to make sure that they are successful and to provide and facilitate that and nurture that environment for the franchisee to be successful throughout their journey. Right. Yep. And so what's the third F that you want to explain? So uh, that would be uh, fo- having a focused team. And I usually, um, I usually explain it as you need to hire A players for your business. Mm-hmm. That. If you want to be successful, you need to be hiring A players and surrounding yourself with A players. And we're talking here about the head office of the franchisor because many franchisors make that mistake of thinking, I can do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. But that's not a that's not a one man show anymore. If it was when it was your own business, now when you franchise out, you will need that support. You will need an operations manager or a marketing manager, and in order for you to be focused on the high value tasks for your business that are going to bring high value to your business, you need to be able to delegate and. Mm-hmm. Um, those tasks to other people or I've seen other franchisors um, hiring interns just the costs um, the right. thing that you know we, they'll, they'll do with them but you need those really good and experienced top level um, players for your business so, so that you can ensure your, your franchise being successful mm-hmm. um, and, and the fourth one is to fill your funnel of leads Ultimately, growth is not only about growing your franchisees' revenue, but also growing the network and the number of franchisees or expanding onto new territories. This is where we go extremely hard with uh, marketing training, marketing campaigns with the franchisors so that they can um, advertise and market their, the opportunity for areas that they're still not in and um, sell the franchise, which is a great, that, that part of the business provides a great return on investment. So making sure that you have a steady lead flow in your mm-hmm. sales funnel um, to sell the franchise is again, very important for the successful franchise brand. Mm-hmm. And lastly is the uh, find that fit, the fifth one, which is uh, pretty self-explanatory, but it's all about converting those franchisee franchise leads into um, a successful franchisee. So um, you, you, if you want to be successful, you can't just sell your franchise to anybody. Right. You need to have a buyer persona. You need to know who your ideal customer avatar is, and you need to know who will be successful if they bought from you. Because mm-hmm. if you sell it to someone just for the act of selling it, um, then if they close the location or if they're underperforming, they're only causing you more stress to the business right. rather than rather than bringing any positives. So making sure that you select that 
franchisee and you also have a great onboarding process after that mm-hmm. to make sure that you create that initial um, environment of success for them is, is of importance and we help franchisors to exactly that first uh, create a lead qualification process to make sure that mm-hmm. you're the best candidate but also uh, making sure that you onboard them correctly so that they can set off on their entrepreneurial journey uh, with a great head start. Right. Well, because that's what I was thinking too, like you said earlier about managing your reputation, but if you're just selling a franchise to sell a franchise and you're not really doing your due diligence and that person who, you know, comes in and starts a franchise and maybe, you know, doesn't know anything about business and isn't following the process can really make your name look bad, but you know, not that they're intending to do that necessarily either, but that was, you know, one of the thoughts that I was thinking of as you were talking about that. And I even was wondering, do they even do anything like um, any type of testing, whether it's personality testing or skills testing or anything like that to help them determine who might be good for their franchises? Yeah, absolutely. So some franchisors are very meticulous in their choices, others Mm -hmm. not that much, but uh, we always encourage them to have a very crystal clear idea of uh, who they want to get because everyone who touches the business becomes your partner. Mm -hmm. Uh, Someone buying a franchise from you is ultimately like a marriage. You you want to make sure that you know that person. Well, the right. analogy is, 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 is funny, but yeah, you want to make sure that you've got the right person there and that's going to become a continuous relationship to stay in time and last in time. So some franchisors that we work with actually do um, testing. They do put them in stress um, stressful situations mm-hmm. or they do role playing. They do personality testing, as you said, but those are the ones that know exactly who thereafter um, others would just rely on first background experience and so forth and would have six or seven or eight or ten steps interview processes mm-hmm. and those can be like on the spots with clients in different um, scenarios or go undergo some training see how they perform in the training and then take a final decision so it really depends on the franchisor but I would say it's definitely a good idea to get to know that person as quickly as possible and the moment you're marketing your business you're already starting to clarify what your buyer persona is because mm-hmm. when you're doing ads on Facebook or um, other social media you need to be able to describe whether you'd like to target uh, you know what sort of um um, age group what sort of uh, dem- demographic group and so forth so you are sort of clearing the picture in your head but once you have the first pilot franchisee then you know you know mm-hmm. what you don't want and you know what, what, what you do want yeah right so do you know from the perspective either the franchisee or the franchisor like what that due diligence like timeline might actually look like like how long should they be investigating each other almost to make sure it's a good fit um, again, that varies from a franchisor um, to another one, but I would say um, a, a few weeks is three to four weeks is a reasonable um, time frame. Uh, mm-hmm. It can last up to, to two months because in some businesses they do require CRB checks or some legal checks. And if you're looking after, if it's a children's franchise, for example, okay. or elderly care or things like that, mm-hmm. you might need some medical background or some certificates that you need to uh, acquire. And, and usually the franchisor is helping you um, get those and make mm-hmm. sure you're vetted and you're ready to run that business. But generally, as a rule of thumb, I would say uh, three to four. Four weeks is a very normal lead qualification process. 
Okay. So from your perspective as, you know, helping market these franchises, whether the franchisor side or maybe talking to franchisees, do you have any like tips in terms of what they should or shouldn't be doing to market their franchise? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so many that we probably won't be able to cover them all, but uh, mm -hmm. the very basics would be uh, to make sure that their Google My Business listings locally are um, optimized to a full extent and they are utilizing them because um, franchising is all about location and mm -hmm. territory around that location. So local marketing is in the roots of marketing a franchisee. And if a franchisee just uh, opened up and started, the, the most cost-effective way to support them is to create a Google My Business page for them and to in, in enhance their presence locally, to make sure that their business is found in local search. And that would be Google Maps. Imagine if you're searching for a restaurant mm -hmm. and you're searching for a pizza near me or uh, a right. restaurant near me and so forth. So that type of local online local marketing is uh, the very basic um, way that you should support your franchisee, franchisees with. Um, also, um, Google Ads serve a great way to support franchisees that need this initial kickstart where they're just mm -hmm. starting now. Then you can launch a very short campaign for the first uh, three months or a couple of months until to get them started with a steady lead flow so that they don't buy the franchise and sit in the location just mm -hmm. wait without right. having any customers. Uh, but also... Um, marketing your your franchise as a business to sell that opportunity, I would say uh, franchisers need to do their intelligence before that marketing intelligence, and and that is um, fifty percent of the work. When you're selling your franchise, you need to have an idea of where you'd like to expand, whether those territories uh, have enough people to buy your services, what is the search for your services there, um, all that demographic information, mapping, if you wish as well. There are companies out there that only serve the franchise sector and provide mapping services where they can help you territorially divide um, a state or um, a big city or even a country so that you have a better plan, five to 10 year plan in your head of um, what territories you'd like to, to market and sell. Mm -hmm. So if someone is thinking of, you know, going into the franchise, um, do you offer those services where you help them analyze too, like where in this certain area would be good for your franchise to open? Or would that be like someone else that they would go to in terms of, you know, they're just trying to figure it out and they don't know, you know, what to do. Sure. Is that we what help, you do? We can help some, with some advice and uh, we can give them some support. We also have partnerships in place with, with franchise consultants and franchise mapping companies. So we can always refer them to someone that we work with and we know that that they uh, are doing a great job for others of our clients. What mm -hmm. we can help with in terms of, because we are a digital marketing agency, we can help with that digital marketing intelligence. So we can, mm -hmm. we can tell them exactly. So let's say um, New York, uh, how many people in New York per month on average search for that keyword or for that mm -hmm. business? And that in its own is very, very powerful information to have. Mm -hmm. Or you can even per um, per state or even per neighborhood and, um, nice. and and blocks, so you can break it down into mm -hmm. smaller areas and see and actually say in Manhattan that many people per month are searching for the for this service or for that uh, franchise. So 
the internet provides us with a lot of information, great stats, and you can base your marketing research entirely on online numbers uh, because mm -hmm. people now, especially after the pandemic, are purchasing or contacting your business predominantly online. They want to make sure that you're open. They're going to come on your website and check your opening hours and engage with you on, on your website. While previously you would have a lot of footfall and walking, mm -hmm that's changed dramatically after 2020 right. so yeah you, you should rely on the digital side of things mm -hmm. uh, is my bottom line so one question i have regarding that digital intelligence too you know a lot of times you'll see you know stats that say you know someone is clicking from this area so i know from the ip address they can kind of tell what location in the world you know someone is but how do they necessarily know the age or the gender or you know the revenue of the home or things like that that often go into those statistics that are given to you so uh, that's usually not information that you, you can get from Google Analytics or other tracking tools that you have on your website. That is generally more marketing research companies that provide you with that data because they have mm -hmm. it based on uh, so, uh, well, social um, information that they have for those areas. So you can purchase that data and you can purchase that information mm. from companies that provide that. Um, here in Europe, we've got something called the GDPR, which I'm sure you're familiar with as well. So which means that they pr it, it protects private data and private right. information of customers. So you need to adhere to those rules and you cannot even get the location of the customer if they don't consent mm -hmm. for cookies and tracking and so forth. So um, I think overall, the information that we can provide is more about certain key terms and key searches mm -hmm. that are being typed in Google, such as uh, a cleaning um, company in De Detroit, for example. And you okay. can then see how many people search for, for that for a cleaning company in Detroit and what the market potential is. But if you wanted to go and drill down into demographics and you know the households, what their budget is, their ages, you would need to buy this information from specific mm -hmm. companies. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that because I wasn't quite sure, you know, exactly what information that you could give versus that other information. So I appreciate your sharing that tip, you know, and what to do. But I know this has been interesting. I know there's probably a lot more that we could talk about, but we are running out of time for today's show. So I do want to ask, uh, I always say, if there's something you have as an offer you would like to share, please uh, do so. So I'll give you that moment to do that too. Sure, thank you. Um, well, what we offer is a free report on the business at the moment. So if you're a franchise brand or a franchisee, you can take advantage of that by contacting us on www.localfame.com where there is a button that says get my free report where we can analyze the um, condition of your business but, uh, against those five F's of franchising that I mentioned earlier. And we can give you some improvements and tips and suggestions on what you can do better. And if you had any specific marketing question or a marketing campaign to be analyzed or just your website, um, that will go into the report as well. And that report is a no obligation report. You would just uh, have some tips and clues on what you can improve in the business. And if you wanted to, to do it yourself, you'll find the, what to do in the report as well. Perfect. Well, thank you for sharing that. So I know you gave your link to your website. Do you have any other ways that they can reach out to you and connect? Sure. We also have a Facebook page, which is Local Fame, um, and it's very easy to find the website and also the phone lines that are plus four, four, uh, two, three, double five, double five. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. 
Well, thank you, Danny, for being a guest and talking to me on this topic. I think it was very interesting, and I'm sure listeners will have enjoyed hearing your tips that you're sharing as well. Thank you, Candy, for having me. It's been a pleasure. Sure. I do want to thank the listener also for tuning in today. I hope you found this topic interesting and that it answered some questions on the five F's of franchising. If you have additional comments or questions, be sure to reach out to Danny at the links that she shared or send us a message at media at abandp.com. And would you please share our show information with those you know? I'd really appreciate your support. I hope you can join us for next week's episode. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. And you can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to This Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, Again, next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.